You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, welcome to Bird's Eye View on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Hess, here with Dr. Michelle Ravitch. Thank you so much today for joining us. Today we're going to talk about our favorite subject, birds, but we're going to specifically talk about bird nutrition, which is actually a subject very close to my heart as I have loved to focus on bird nutrition for years, and I know Dr. Ravitch loves bird nutrition too, mm-hmm. since we spend a good part of our days talking about bird nutrition. So uh, Dr. Ravitch, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today? Sure. So we're just going to talk about some of the different types of birds and their nutritional requirements, uh, as well as what specifically, since many people have parrots as pets, specifically what parrots require nutritionally, and then also some of the diseases that we commonly see as a result of poor nutrition. Which we actually see quite a few, because unfortunately, as we know, people are bringing in, you know, chickens on parrot food and parrots on turkey food and all kinds of stuff that they're really not supposed to be eating, right? Actually, I mean, if you go to a feed store or you go to a store that sells these types of food, you will see that there are specific diets made for ducks, specific diets made for geese, specific diets for chickens, for pigeons, for canaries, etc., and crossing diets to different species means that they're not getting all the nutrition that they need. That's correct. And we know that what used to be recommended, which still may be out there on the internet or in the literature and books, um, is not necessarily what we recommend today. You know, we used to recommend everybody ate seed, but we know that bird seed is actually very deficient. And unfortunately, people try to make it up with table food. They think that if they're giving us some fruits and vegetables or maybe some more of the stuff that we eat, that somehow they're going to balance up their diet, but they're not. Right, Dr. Rex? Exactly. Specifically because the fruits and vegetables that we eat are not the same fruits and vegetables that these animals would be eating in the wild if that's what their diet was. You know, if you get chickens, for example, some greens mixed in, some insects mixed in can really help to balance out a pelleted diet. For ducks and geese, it's the same thing, but a lot of times their pellet is a slightly different formulation just to fit their specific needs. Exactly. And even birds that are mostly what, what we call grainivores, meaning they eat grains in the wild, they do at times eat different things, like they're eating bugs, as you mentioned, berries, different things with different seasons, and they're not just eating sunflower seeds all year round. I mean, they, their diet changes so that it's nutritionally balanced throughout the year, and it's not static, as we would prefer exactly. here. Exactly. Should we talk more specifically about parrots, parrot nutrition, since that's what we tend to see most commonly? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see parrots more than anything else, and I think people keep captive parrots, you know, in their homes very commonly as pets. So there are quite a few misconceptions about parrot diets out there, and it's really, really important for us to go over that. But before we get into that, let's take a little break. We'll be right back uh, here with Dr. Lori Hess and Dr. Michelle Ravitch here on Bird's Eye View in just a minute at the end of these messages. Stay perched. We'll be soaring back right after these messages. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. 
Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Bird's Eye View on Pet Life Radio. Here we are, Dr. Lori Hess and Dr. Michelle Ravitch, here to talk to you a little bit about bird nutrition. So, Dr. Ravitch, before our break, we were mentioning parrots. Let's talk a little bit about parrot nutrition. Well, the most common food that we see parrots on, unfortunately, is seeds. Um, and that's a common misconception. Unfortunately, seeds are mostly fat and don't have much in the way of nutrients. It's like a person eating cookies and french fries every day as the basis of their diet. And that's not very healthy. And actually, birds can get the same diseases people can get, um, the same diseases related to a high-fat diet, including hardening of the arteries or atherosclerosis, liver disease, kidney disease, and things like that. And we're actually going to get more into these diseases in a little bit. Fortunately, sometimes we do see birds that come in on a pelleted diet, and that's the ideal diet for parrots. Yes, we know that pellets really have everything that most birds require. There are different types of pellets for different types of birds. I mean, we should mention, you know, there are many, many different parrots out there, but there are some species, um, like toucans, that are very susceptible to intaking too much iron, so you wouldn't want to feed a macaw pellet to a toucan. But in general, um, there are species-specific pellets made for birds, and they should be the basis of their diet. Ideally, we say about two-thirds of their diet should be solely pellets that they can graze on all day long. And there are different types of pellets based on your bird's preferences. There are small brown pellets, which might do better with some of the smaller parrots, uh, just because they look more like seeds. There are fruit-flavored pellets and colorful pellets, and there are actually even vegetable and nut-flavored pellets. So a whole variety uh, for your bird to try. Yeah, and these are so important, and people give up so easily when they we give them pellets to try with their birds at home. They throw them in the bowl, they leave them there for a little while, and then they see the bird isn't touching them, probably because the bird has no idea what these things are. They don't know what they're, that they're food. And they say, oh, my birds are not going to eat this, and then they walk away and they give up. Um, mm-hmm. And what we want to stress to people is this is not something that's automatic. You know, you know you're feeding your bird something nutritious. They may not recognize it as food. They may recognize it as a toy or some sort of prop in the cage or something even to be afraid of. So there are many, many ways that we encourage people to add pellets to their diet, their birds' diets. Um, Maybe we could mention a few of those? Sure. Oftentimes it requires persistence and just a little bit of tough love. It's very easy to give in when you put pellets in your bird's cage and then they sit there not eating them. It's very easy to then say, oh, I'll give you a nut, I'll give you some seeds, but pretty much all you're teaching your bird to do is wait and not eat the pellets and then you're going to give him whatever he likes. So some of the ways we recommend switching a bird onto pellets include if your bird likes moist foods, like any sorts of fruits or vegetables, and unfortunately a lot of birds also eat a lot of pastas and things like that. Any moist food, you can crush a pellet into a powder and then roll the moist food through that powder. And you start off very lightly, so your bird is eating whatever favorite moist food it likes, and it's getting a light dusting of 
powdered pellet on top. And over time, you add more and you grind less finely, so there's little bits of pellet stuck to the moist food. That's one method. Another method, if your bird is very bonded to you, you can pretend to eat the pellets. You can play with them, make it a big deal, give it to the bird like a treat. While you're eating dinner, give your bird little pieces of pellets like it's coming from your plate. Anything you can do to enforce the fact that you're very excited by this. Exactly. Another way you can think of doing it is if your bird um, is very hungry in the morning, you can start out by putting those pellets in the cage first thing in the morning and then making a really big deal. Maybe they'll be hungry enough to try it. Or conversely, you can let your bird eat his or her normal food for a few minutes so he's not starving and then leave him with the powdered pellets or the ground pellets all day long to see if he will take a taste. We know birds are very social eaters, so I think the social factor, if if a bird is bonded to you and your family and eats with your family, is very, very important for encouraging a bird to taste things that he or she may not know. And you can actually do a little bit of this, even with birds that might not be as hand tamers bonded, such as little parakeets or even some of the cockatiels. In the wild, a lot of times they're actually ground feeders and they'll feed in a large flock on the ground. So sometimes you can even sprinkle some of the pellets on a paper plate on the bottom of the cage and put a little mirror right next to that plate. So when they go down to investigate, they see another bird down there investigating too, and it can reinforce the fact that this is good for them and what they should be doing. Exactly, exactly. We do offer something here for people that are not able to get their birds onto pellets immediately or find that the emotional stress of the whole thing is just too much for them. It's a program called the Great Pellet Exchange. And if you live in the New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut area, we would encourage you, if you're trying to get your birds onto pellets, to come in and see us. It's actually kind of an agreement we make with an owner. The owner brings in all the foods that the bird eats in a bag, and we select out the ones that are acceptable, and we take out the ones that are not and we make the owner sign off on the idea that we will take care of the bird for five days. Usually it takes about five days. Some birds fewer, some days a few, a few more days than five, but on average about five days. And um, we will weigh the bird daily. We will watch and monitor the bird very closely, and we will gradually get this bird on pellets. And when this bird goes home, the bird will go home with a scale, so the owner has to weigh the bird daily to know really how much weight this bird is losing or maintaining. And they agree to take home the foods that we recommend for the bird and it's really they get a certificate and it's an agreement and and it's a commitment to better quality nutrition for your bird for life and it's something we follow through with so it's called the great pellet exchange and if you're interested please feel free to contact us here at the veterinary center for birds and exotics you can reach us through our website at www.avianexoticsvet.com or at 914-864-1414 We're here talking about the importance of pelleted diets and good nutrition. There are some other things besides pellets that we do recommend people who are trying to get their birds onto a better plane of nutrition do. What are some of the other things, Dr. Ravitch, that uh, we might recommend? Well, there's some stepping stones in between seeds and an ideal diet. And actually, as we mentioned before, too, some people will say, oh, well, my bird eats all fruits and vegetables and nuts. That's a great diet. And unfortunately, it's not the same fruits and vegetables and nuts that they eat in the wild, and it tends to not be well-balanced. So even if your bird is eating fruits and vegetables and nuts, these stepping stones are important as well. And they are products that combine seeds and pellets. So your bird still thinks he's eating seed, but it's made with 20 to 30 or even 50 or 80% pellets. And there's all different ranges, so a lot of people have an easy time going to the um, product that has the most amount of seed and least amount of pellet, but then progressing up to the product that has 80% pellets and 20% seeds. There's also bread made from pellets. So for birds that like bread or crackers, this is a flour made from bird pellets that can be baked into bread, and a lot of birds love it. And that's also a very healthy kind of middle-of-the-road substitute. 
Exactly. So that's another really great tip. You know, we're not saying don't give vegetables or fruit or table food. Right. We just want to limit it to less than a third of the bird's diet. And not all table foods or people foods are created equal either. I mean, it's fun for birds to have a nut or, you know, a little bit of seed. But it's just like us. You wouldn't want to sit down with a big bowl full of nuts. So for, you know, a middle-sized parrot, one or two nuts a day is plenty. A couple of seeds a day is plenty. You should focus on some of the fiber-rich and nutritious fruits and vegetables, some of the better quality proteins like eggs. You can give little bits of pasta or rice or some of the other carbohydrates, but you really just want to limit the portion size for, you know, a parrot to an average size parrot, say an African gray or cockatoo, could get maybe a little handful of some sort of table food a day. And obviously for something as small as a budgie or a cockatiel, it would be less than that. There are some foods to avoid, of course, if you're talking about table food. What are some of those, Dr. Ravage? Well, avocados are actually toxic to parrots, so they should never be given. The other thing that we don't recommend is giving peanuts in the shell. Unfortunately, a lot of parrots do enjoy tearing apart the peanut shell to get to the peanut. But the peanut shell can actually have a very dangerous fungus within, and it can also have a toxin that the fungus produces. And birds can actually get severe respiratory infections with this fungus, which is called aspergillus. So we definitely do not recommend giving peanuts in the shell. Ideally, giving another type of nut is best, but if your bird absolutely must have some peanuts, human-grade peanuts that are already shelled are the best type. Absolutely. And again, one or two nuts a day is not a big deal. It's just that we don't want to overdo it, particularly in some of the species that are prone to getting heavy or developing atherosclerosis like Amazon parrots, mm -hmm. as we mentioned, or Quaker parrots. Right. There are some things, though, that we do want to make sure we give, some foods and um, some other supplements that we want to give to make sure that even if you're providing a good diet, that uh, this bird is going to benefit from it properly. What are some of those? Well, cuddle bone is a good supplement for many birds, especially female birds that are laying eggs. And that's because this is a natural, just plain source of calcium. Um, you can usually find a cuddle bone at your pet store, and it can just be hung in the cage for the bird to pick at whenever it feels the need to. And the other important thing to remember, too, is that just like people, birds need exposure to UV light or ultraviolet light to actually process the calcium appropriately. They're out in the wild in the sunlight absorbing the important sun's rays and often in our homes they're not outside, especially in the northern hemisphere. Being in a window unfortunately doesn't count. It can be very stimulating for them, but the glass does filter out the important rays that a bird needs. So there are actually uh, bird ultraviolet light lamps made specifically for birds. We carry them here. Uh, they're safe for birds, and they provide the rays that birds need to adequately absorb their calcium. As a side note, those rays are also important for birds to have healthy feathers and skin. Absolutely. And if you are lucky enough to live in a warm climate, you know, either in Florida or California or somewhere really warm, it's great to get your birds outside. But for many, many people, for example, here in the Northeast where we are, we're in New York, you know, people can only bring out their birds during the warmer summer months. So it's just as important during those other months to provide that ultraviolet light. And to remember that if you're doing that, you certainly want to remember to mark your bulb. And remember to change that bulb every six months because the, the UV lights, the UV light that we see, the frequency of wavelength that we don't we see is not visible. Uh, the, the birds see that we don't see is not visible to us, so we have to remember time-wise to change it. We can't rely on the bulb burning out. Something else important to think about uh, is that when you're trying to train your parrot, a lot of people use treats to train them with. Um, and a lot of people have difficulty because the parrots are getting seeds and nuts as part of their daily diet, so why should they have to work for more seeds and nuts? However, if your bird is on a pelleted diet eating fruits and vegetables and you're using little pieces of seeds and nuts as treats, that can be very reinforcing and can really help speed up the training process. 
Yes, that's very, very important. So we like to save things like almond slivers, um, which is a favorite for many of the parrots we work with, for training because they really enjoy it and they're working to do something, to accomplish something, whether it's stepping up from their cage, going back into their cage, you know, any number of things that an owner might wish a parrot to do, we save that for, you know, reinforcement with, with almond slivers and other favorite treats. So we're going to take another break for a second and we will continue our amazingly interesting topic on pet bird nutrition in a minute and we'll be right back to Bird's Eye View. Stay perched. We'll be soaring back right after these messages. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Hi, this is Ken Jones from the Prince of Ponds podcast. The frogs are shaking the shakers, the turtles are hitting the slapsticks, and the koi are blowing the trumpets. It's party time here at Prince of Ponds. Out under the swaying palm trees, the pond fairies are kicking up their heels and spinning in delight in the twilight. Here on Pet Life Radio, it's time to celebrate the magic of ponds, waterfalls, fountains, and water gardens at the Prince of Ponds podcast. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back to Bird's Eye View. Here again, I'm Dr. Lori Hess with Dr. Michelle Ravitch, and we have been talking about bird nutrition. One of the things we wanted to get onto today was some of the conditions that we see and recognize as a result of poor nutrition in birds. And there are quite a few. Dr. Ravitch, you want to mention a few general ones? Sure. Well, just, I think we had mentioned before, but just like people who are eating very high fat diets, birds can get hardening of their arteries or atherosclerosis. Unfortunately, this is very hard to diagnose in birds, and a lot of times birds will show signs of seizures or stroke-like episodes where they might fall from their perch, they might flap strangely and fall to the ground and flap around. And after these episodes, they might actually have trouble using their wings or their legs or even one wing or one leg, just like a person with a stroke might have. And it's hard too, because once this condition has been allowed to progress, it's hard to reverse it. A lot of times you can slow it or prevent it from getting worse, but very hard to reverse it. So just important to try to prevent it altogether from the beginning by having an ideal diet. 
Yeah, and that, I would say, is one of the more common diseases we're seeing today. And again, as you said, you can't really reverse it. Mm-hmm. We can treat with medications. But just as a, a person who has uh, atherosclerosis or high cholesterol is told, the most important thing we can change, whether you know, even if we're giving medication to try to lessen the likelihood of developing a, a long-term problem, the most important thing we can change is, is better nutrition, lower fat. Right. Um, you can also exercise your bird. That's also very helpful because a lot of these birds are overweight as well. You want to start out slow whenever you think about exercising your bird because they've been sedentary most of their lives probably sitting on a perch not moving too much you can do gentle flapping exercises if they're sitting on your hands and you move your hands up and down to encourage them to flap their wings but really if they're not used to exercising you only want to do a few flaps every day for a while until they uh, build up their um, strength you can also encourage them to run around on the floor to climb to forage or search for food anything you can do to get them more active can be helpful Absolutely. It's just as important for them as it is for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other general signs that we'll see in birds of all species who have improper or poor nutrition. What are the, some of those? Well, anyone can actually appreciate this. A lot of birds will have black discoloration to their feathers. Uh, birds that are supposed to be green will have you know, black on part of their green feathers. That can actually also be an indication of a liver problem. Birds can have irritation and redness to the bottom of their feet. They should normally have tiny little bumps on their feet. You can see that on the top of their feet and on their legs. But on the bottom of the feet, it might look smooth with a red area. And it can actually even become ulcerated and infected if it's allowed to progress. You can also see just general debris within their nostrils, you know, around their face. Just that they're just, they don't look 100% healthy. Yeah, I think that those are such common signs that we don't even appreciate until we Mm -hmm. look closely. I mean, so many birds that are coming out of stores, unfortunately, where they haven't been fed properly or they've lived under a lot of stress, have those black discolorations to their feathers. They're actually called stress bars, and they're actually not part of the normal feather coat. Um, Although they may blend in, you'd be surprised when you look at a healthy bird who's lived outside and had proper nutrition and fresh air and sunlight, and you see the birds that we see who often live inside and never see the outside and eat a poor diet. They can look completely different. And it's really fun to take a bird from that improper diet, that poor condition, to a better stage where they've had time to develop new feathers and molt out the, the old ones. They look like different animals, and their owners are really excited. It's very reinforcing even for their owners to continue to feed them a proper diet so they get this right. beautiful-looking bird. There are some very specific infections and problems that can develop from poor nutrition that uh, we see quite often, often in parrots, but also in other species as well. Respiratory infections, what are some of those? Well, birds can get upper respiratory infections and lower respiratory infections. They can be more predisposed to bacterial and yeast infections of their mouth, um, of their upper respiratory tract. Just because having uh, not enough vitamins, not having enough nutrients can actually change the types of cells in the mouth, in the nose, and in the respiratory tract, change the cells and make them less resistant to disease and more prone to infections. You can even see pneumonia and fungal infections, and a lot of times the history is that the bird has been on a poor diet. That's right. Um, another big category of disease, perhaps one of the biggest categories of, we, of disease we see in birds as they get older is kidney disease. Mm-hmm. How does that occur? That's actually also very similar to the respiratory disease. The cells in the kidneys change. They change from normal cells to abnormal cells because they lack vitamin A and other essential nutrients. And that causes them to dysfunction, to build up debris. Uh, and over time, the kidney function decreases and can actually lead to kidney failure. 
And that's a really serious thing. We call that gout. People get gout as well, and we, it can be a very painful condition where the, the white part of this, the urine, the urates, actually builds up in the joints, and it can be painful and, and cause the birds not to be able to perch. It can shut down their kidneys, shut down their organs, and it can be deadly. And unfortunately, um, it is preventable in many cases, and if it's caught early, when we treat with proper vitamin A and the proper medications and improve the diet, to some degree, we can reverse the signs. Mm-hmm. But again, that's only if you catch it and you see a veterinarian who is knowledgeable and how to treat it. Um, what about liver disease? There's another big category of disease yep. that we see with improper nutrition. Right. Birds can actually get fatty liver disease where fat deposits uh, into the liver itself and that can lead to liver failure. The liver is also essential in making proteins for the body and making clotting factors so the blood can clot. And birds can be prone to bleeding if they have liver disease. They can be prone to um, just having low proteins. Um, We will actually see overgrown beaks in birds with liver disease. And a very common history is a bird that's been on a poor diet and it's doing fine, but it has an overgrown beak and maybe the beak looks black or brown or purple. Um, And we do blood work and we see that the liver values are abnormal. And there's the association is not 100% known why it occurs, but there is a definite association between liver disease and overgrown beaks. And that discoloration can actually be bleeding within the beak itself because the liver is not making the necessary clotting factors. And that's very, very serious. We see strokes are resolved, uh, just as in people. Um, There are certain species, as we mentioned before, who are more prone to this. Any species can really develop it, but some of the Quaker parrots that we see, the Amazon parrots, some of the African greys and cockatoos, they'll get very, very fat, because remember, these are birds that are just sitting around, eating a high-fat diet, often seeds and nuts, and they're sitting in their cages with very little exercise, and they do tend to deposit a lot of fat in their livers, and this can be a very, very serious and deadly disease um, if it's not caught and treated and and the nutrition is corrected. Another big category that we want to mention today is egg binding. We know birds can lay eggs and many, many times egg binding or the retention of an egg by a female bird is preventable with proper nutrition. What happens if a bird doesn't get proper nutrition? Many things actually can happen. Birds need enough calcium and they need enough nutrients to form and lay the egg. The egg itself takes a large amount of the body's calcium to form, um, and it may form improperly. It may be too large, it may be misshaped, it may actually not even have a hard shell. And any of those eggs can get stuck within the reproductive tract of the female, and as they sit there, they can then get infected and more eggs can build up behind. This can lead to really serious disease, and it can actually be life-threatening. Female birds can also just have difficulty laying an egg because the muscles need enough calcium, need enough nutrients to contract to actually allow the egg to pass normally. And the egg can get stuck for that reason as well. Sometimes the egg can get stuck inside the belly and there's no obvious external signs. Maybe the bird's more lethargic, the belly looks big, but you don't see a specific egg. Sometimes the egg is stuck as it's being laid and see that hanging out. But in either case, it can be life-threatening if it's not dealt with, and the best way to prevent it is with proper nutrition, with a calcium supplement, and with an ultraviolet light. And these are all things we remind people who have female birds who bring them in for their annual exam. Um, Egg binding is not something that develops as commonly in the wild as it does in captivity because these are not factors in the wild as they are in captivity. Um, Egg laying is a normal process in birds in the wild. And, you know, again, it's not an abnormal thing. Birds should be able to lay eggs. It's just a matter of providing them with the proper situation, the proper nutrition to be able to handle that burden that comes along with egg laying. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we've given you quite a bit to think about today. 
family. If you're not clear on what your bird should be eating, please consult an avian veterinarian. We're here at the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics and what we do all day long is talk about proper nutrition for birds and other exotic species. Um, we're happy to help you. It is so essential in keeping your bird healthy. So if you have any questions, please feel free to look us up on the web at www.avianexoticsvet.com or call us at 914-864-1414. We're just about out of time now and we'd like to thank you so much for listening and thank our producers for making the show possible. This is Bird's Eye View with Dr. Lori Hess and Dr. Michelle Ravish. Thank you. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.